everyone, this is Jennifer. And this is Paige, and this is Big Book Energy. This week is our last bonus episode it's... of season one. Um, yeah, it's really weird coming to the end of the season. Like, we made it. It's here. <laughs> we did. Um, somehow, like five yeah. months have passed. Yikes. Um, but this week we are talking about Tolkien, obviously. I guess, oh, I keep saying this week, but it's really this month. This yeah. month's month. This month. Episode. This month. Um, and today yeah. we are going to be talking about Tolkien's Silmarillion, which is my favorite uh, it's now my favorite too. I had a feeling it would be your favorite. <laughs> it's really good. It's very good. Um, yeah. So this was a posthumous publication. Um, so only The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings were published during Tolkien's lifetime. Yes. So this was Christopher Tolkien's first foray into publishing his father's papers which i cannot even imagine what a monumental task that was um he talks about it in the like foreword to the silmarillion mm. um there's like there's like a a foreword or something by christopher tolkien and then he includes a, a letter at the beginning as well that that J.R.R. um tolkien yeah, you guys. Is that right? J R. Okay, I was like all of a sudden like sort of questioning whether those were the right initials. Um I've been reading about the the um JK Rowling T on Twitter today, so I was probably like messed me up for a second. I see. Um so yeah, he also includes a letter that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote to his publisher about what the basic premise of the Silmarillion was going to be. Um I don't know if you happen to read that at the beginning. Uh bits and pieces of it yeah um, um and then no i kind of uh just got into the meat of it because it was boring and i was ready oh, for the I stories actually, i actually enjoyed enjoy that letter oh, i was i was ready for the stories it's interesting because you get to see kind of what some of the larger goals that tolkien had in writing this story which you know, by the way, this story was not ever written in this form by J.R.R. Tolkien, right? Um, um, you know, Christopher was the one that went through and basically compiled these stories together into an order that made sense and also decided, um, you know, what versions of these stories he was going to publish as well. Um, Cause there were lots of different versions um, of some of these stories, particularly like the fall of Gondolin and Baron and Luthien. Um, so it's, it's just interesting to think about like how that book might've been different if Tolkien had written it himself um, rather than having someone kind of working on creating a narrative from 
different stories and having to make those decisions about what version of the story was going to basically become like canon. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, that's the story of the Silmarillion. Um, I know that when did I first read this? I had to be like probably 12 or 13 when I read it the first time. Yeah. Because I was just like anything, any more Lord of the Rings I wanted. Um, And I've read it several times since then. And I love it. And it's my favorite because it is mostly a history of the elves. And um, in a way, I feel like it's more, the, these stories are more interesting than the ones that we get in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. There's a lot more like interesting little legends that come in there. Barian and Luthien is really awesome. The um, whole Gondolin arc is really cool. Um, hmm. Even the so yeah, the original uh, Aragorn and Arwen stories, the two other couples before them that cross the mm. elven human lines. Um, and quite frankly, all of Morgoth, like the main baddies' uh, attacks on the elves, are freaking badass. Hmm. They're all just really cool. Like, all the bad guys are way more interesting in this one than they are in uh, The Lord of the Rings. The stakes yeah. seem a lot higher. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have, like, instead of just, like, there are no dragons in Lord of the Rings, right? You only get one in The Hobbit. Yep. And instead of just, like, one, it's, like, you have a lot of them. <laughs> you have a horde of them. You have the yeah. original dragon and then his brood. So you get all of his little babies. And then yeah. like at the end, it's like, oh yeah. And also there are some dragons with wings, which no one had seen before. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. All the while then, they're coming. Them Belrogs are coming behind them too. And you're just yeah, like, I was going to say the Belrogs. The Belrogs are probably my favorite. They're um, so cool. They are awesome. Um, yeah, I, I really like them. Obviously they're like evil, but they're my favorite. And, um, I think how Peter Jackson decided to portray Balrogs in the movies was like so well done. Yes. That like every scene with Balrog in it is awesome. Um, and we also get to see how awesome Gandalf is in those, but, um, definitely you can like now imagine like having like, you know, 20 of these things like <laughs> coming Thank against you. you is like kind of like a big deal. Oh, God. <laughs> so, but it also, I mean, it really does. Cause you know, in the, in the later books, the elves are waning quote unquote. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, they're kind of just like sad and boring. And um, you get to see 
they they were the ones for the most part that were fighting these like incredible enemies um that Morgoth had created. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, their position makes a lot more sense now that I've read the Cimmerillion, because at first it's kind of like, you guys are so much more powerful than humans. Even if there's a few of you, you should be able to make some sort of dent in this war against Sauron. And then you read all the Cimmerillion, and you're like, holy shit, no wonder you guys are so tired and all of your energy is drained. It all went to fighting uh, Morgoth and his ridiculous army of bad guys. Yeah. There were freaking I mean, they, werewolves too. Like Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I it's Yeah, you definitely get a much better perspective of the elves and why they seem so passive mm-hmm. in the later books. And I think you also, I mean there is some justification provided for that as well because of the doom that is laid upon them. Um, their curse, you know, Mm -hmm. of all the elves that come back from the West, which we haven't really gotten into the exact events of the book yet, but, um, you know, for them specifically, they're told that they are going to get really, really tired essentially Mm -hmm. of being, of being in middle earth. Um, and that was kind of a curse that was laid on them. So, you know, by the time we get to the events of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, not only are their numbers like vastly diminished Mm. from a lot of wars um, and people traveling back into the West. And then also, I don't think they have very many children, although I don't know, Feanor definitely had like a lot of kids. Yeah. I think he's Um, the only one though. Like everyone else is like, yeah, we've been married for like 3000 years and we have one child, one child. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He had like seven or something. (laughs) Like quickly too. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even really mention like the time frame in which that happened, but he has like, you know, seven sons or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very Um, quickly in the story. It's like, yeah, there was Fenor and then he grew up and then there were seven sons. You're like, holy shit. How old was he? Um, yeah, so, you know, basically you, you understand more why the elves are the way they are. Um, and in the letter that is included, um, from Tolkien to his publisher, it actually talks about that was a conscious choice that he had made that, um, the elves who, you know, came back into the West were basically, he kind of just calls them like derivative. Um, like they, they didn't create anything new. They Mm. only tried to preserve what they had. So, you know, by coming back, um, from the West, they kind of, um, gave up their ability, um, to create. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was just an interesting point that he made in, in that letter. Um, but I guess we can get into some main points of the story. Yeah. I mean, we're covering thousands of years of history. Yes. So um, we don't really have to get into all the details, but that's all I have to say. That's all I got. 10 into 10. Yes. Read it. Five stars. Five stars. Would recommend. To everyone. I mean, if you're a Tolkien fan, you probably already have read yeah, probably. Probably. And if you're not a Tolkien fan, read it anyway. 
Yeah, read it anyway. Uh, just give it good. give it a little bit to get going. It's a slow burn at first, but then it, it gets gets going. Yeah. Once it doesn't read like Genesis Once anymore. Once it doesn't read like Genesis anymore. Although I like that part too, so it's fine. But yeah, I was, five stars. I was happy to be out Would recommend? One. Yes. All those things. So that that's our last bonus episode. Yeah. Um, um, so we were originally thinking next season we would carry on with our Tolkien theme, but I think we're going to rethink that. Um, yeah. Should you have any strong feelings about what you would like us to review next season, um, hit us up on social media because we got a month to think about it. And if anybody has any strong feelings, we definitely like to incorporate that. Yeah, we're still we're still trying to pin down what themes we're gonna have for our picks. Um, we haven't decided what we're gonna focus on for the bonus episodes. Um, so we are very interested in getting feedback on that. If anyone has anything in particular that they'd be interested in us talking about, um, our Twitter and our Instagram are at big underscore book underscore energy. Uh, we also have a website, bigbookenergy.com. Um, that's where the show notes for this episode will eventually be found once I catch up <laughs> on writing show notes, which could take the entire month that we're off. I don't know how that's going to go. I'm also moving that month. so uh, you, got, you got plenty going on. We'll see. We'll see. Um... But yeah, visit our website if you're ever interested in um, seeing any extra content, um, anything that we mentioned in the episode, that's where that lives. And we also have a Patreon account. Uh, You might be listening to one or two versions of this episode. If you are not one of our book ninjas, you're only getting a small snippet, 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 a small snippet of a much longer episode where we really dive into the details. So if you're interested in that, uh, please head on over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash bigbookenergy, and sign up to be a book ninja. And if you are a book ninja, you just listen to a really long episode on Cinderellian, and thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> and thank you for supporting the podcast. And thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, like I said, let us know if there's anything that you all want to hear next season. Yeah. So, yeah, until next season, which will be debuting Monday, July 6th. Bye. Bye. It's just my life now. <laughs> Ticks everywhere. I'm really hoping that in Maine, that's like not an issue. I mean, I know that they're more likely to carry Lyme disease up there. Yeah. They don't really carry Lyme disease much down here, but I feel like we're living, like, more in a city. Like, maybe we won't have to deal with them as much. I don't know. Either that or this will just be justification for us to get a possum. So. Justification to get a possum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Possums can eat thousands of ticks in a single night. They also are very resistant to rabies. Basically, they're the ideal pet. And on that note... (laughs) Do you think I'm not putting that at the end? (laughs) 
You are out of your damn mind. I freaking love possums. (laughs) Okay. They're adorable and fuzzy. And they have a little wraparound tail that they can hang from. They eat ticks like the good boys that they are. And they don't get rabies most of the time. So. All right, then. Ideal. Ideal pet. 